Amadez, as well as other places in Shas, the Gemara says as follows. Maish Rabbeinu runs away from Mitzrayim. Maish Rabbeinu runs away from Mitzrayim after some Yidin tell Lashon Hara on him. They, 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 these Yidin, they tell Parai that Maish Rabbeinu killed the Mitzri, the Malshin on Maish Rabbeinu, and because of Lashnar against Maish Rabbeinu, Parai wants to kill Maish Rabbeinu. So Maish Rabbeinu runs away, and this happens, he's saved from Parai, and he runs away to Midian. After being there a big Shaila, how many years different Nuschais, how many years Maish Rabbeinu's in Midian? After being there a long time, Maish Rabbeinu has since married. Hashem tells him it's time to return to Mitzrayim. And Hashem tells him that the people who were out to get you have died. It's safe to go back, they've died. Ask the Gemara and Adarim, they died. Who were the ones who told on Maish Rabbeinu with Das and Aviram? They were the ones who were out to get Maish Rabbeinu for, giving, for being guilty of giving them Musr. And thus and Avirim were very much alive. So what do you, what did Hashem mean? They're dead, safe to go back. They're not dead. So says, says the Gemara, Amar Rabbishu Abelevi, Kol Adam She'ein Lo'ibonim Chashiv Kimeis, if somebody has no children, it's Chashiv Kimeis, and it brings a Braisa, Arba Chashuvim Kimeis, Four people are called dead. Ani, a poor person, a mitzayra. A mitzayra is somebody who has saras. Suma, a blind person, and somebody who has no kids. These four people are considered dead. So when it says that thus Maviram died, it's safe to go back, it means they lost their money, they became impoverished. They became poor. That's what it means they died. So Hashem said it's safe to go back, they're dead. Now if you're wondering, what, why is it safe if they're poor? Because they no longer have the ear of the king. They're poor people. Before they were rich, influential men who can impact the king, who can tell, tell on you, Maisha, they're poor. The king's not going to listen to some pauper. So now you can head back, it's safe, they're not dasma virma poor. But I want to analyze the Chazal. Chazal say four people are called dead. Arba chashuvim kemes. Four people are called dead in Ani, somebody who's poor. A mitzayra, somebody has saras. Suma's blind. A mishain loibanim, and somebody who has no children. All these four are chashuv kemes. It's extremely important to understand Chazal say the truth. It's, I, I'm a tremendous maimon in Chazal, and I want you to have a moon in Chazal. Chazal don't say lines and just throw it out there. I once heard Reb Miller say, what's the difference between Ben Franklin and Lahavdil Shloim HaMelech? They both said, Mishlei is full of smart statements. The smartest man who ever lived, Shloim HaMelech, and it's full of all these fascinatingly smart statements. And Lahavdil was going... Ben Franklin said start smart statements and said with Miller, Shloyma Melech only cared about the truth. Ben Franklin doesn't just want to say smart things, he wants it to sound smart. He wants it to sound catchy, a chap, yishmak a chap. People like saying things dramatic. If a speaker is speaking, so sometimes he'll exaggerate something in order to get the listener to listen. It's a speaking technique. If you're just vanilla and you just say things parav, you say something extreme. Anybody who does that's an apikaitis. You don't really hold it. I know speakers who always do this. I'm thinking of a certain Rebbe, he's always his speeches, he says something, he doesn't hold what he's saying. Anybody who... It's just the way, it's a technique. People love, he's controversial. Whoa, you heard what he said. He doesn't hold what he said. He'll say things he doesn't believe, it's a technique. The Torah Chas is not guilty, it's Kulay Emes, Kulay Truth. If Chazal says something, it's not a cute line, it's unbelievably literal. What does it mean? Four people are Chash of Kemes, they're called dead. These four people are considered dead. It's, that's, that's a strong statement that they're dead to the point that Hashem, Hashem is Kulay Emes. Hashem is Kulay Emes. Hashem utters from his mouth to Maish Rabbeinu. Go back 
to Mitzrayim because the people that bothered you are dead. But they're not dead. It's just a, you know, we sometimes say, you know, we have, we have expressions we don't really mean. There's the master of the universe. Hashem was kulay emes, chaysamish ha'kosh baruchu emes, who's kulay truth. And Hashem says they are dead. That means it's reality. It's not, this is not, this is not a cute speech, a figure of speech. It just means Hashem's talking. I think it's important for us then to analyze what is considered life in the view of Hashem. What does He consider life that He points to a human being who in our terms of life, the man's very much alive. The man's very much alive. You look at him, he's, he's running around. I, mean, he, I saw him at two shots in a row. Uh, that person, Hashem said, don't worry, your adversary is dead. But he's not yet. I scored the guy. He's running around. It, I think it would be instructive for us, Nady, to learn what Hashem, what Hashem says is life to the point that these four people, Hashem says, you can go back. He's dead. He's dead. I saw him running around. So I think it's important to analyze what about these four people. I think we'll learn a lot. I think when you learn what life is, the sight of life, what life is, what Hashem considers life, what Hashem, what, what Hashem, the creator of all of life, the creator of this beautiful world, what Hashem considers life would be very important. Now before I express this, I want that's Hakdama 1, we're going to figure out what life is. We're going to try to analyze four people who are considered dead. Clearly there's something about them that life is taken from them. So what is life? The four people are Misha'in Le'banim, a childless person. You have to picture by the Goyim. The Goyim today have no kids. So my wife was friendly, worked with a Goyish lady for many years, a good person. So my wife said to this lady, like, they were talking about having kids. The lady said to my wife, I don't want kids. I, if my husband and I want a life. She said, I want to run here, go there. She, she, I, I see with kids what, what, the, what, what it means, the commitment. You think I want them? My kids fighting, fetching, crying, all the work to take care. I want to live. And Hashem says, you have no kids. You're not alive. She says, I want to live, therefore I don't have kids. And Hashem says, alive is to have kids. Mishain Leibonim is death. Ani, poor person, Tsaras, Suma, and Mishain Leibonim are dead. They're considered, there's something about them that's missing chiyus, missing life. So I think it, it pays to try to understand what they're missing. I think that there's a misconception an un- remarkable misconception, but it's so- what I'm going to say is somewhat the truth often is dangerous. People hear the truth can misconstrue the truth. So I want you to hear something subtle. Yet, see, it's important to focus hard here. If you misunderstand what I'm going to say now, it could have disastrous results. So please listen well. Sometimes it feels a bucker comes to the yeshiva. This cool 10th grader, Geschmackster, who wants to run around. He sees raves and, oh my gosh, this, that. All these, he has this cell phone on every, on every page is a, is a portal. Is the, on every page is some, every sports page at the bottom is something you press in one down moment that brings you right to cold of Pollution. And, every, and, he's, and he looks at all the glorious nothingness that drags him and pulls him. So he's tempted by all the beauty of the world. Then he comes to Yeshiva and you have a frummy. You have, you have this frummy rabbi who's going to try to talk the teen away from Eilam There's Eilam There's a beautiful world of eternity. A beautiful world. Eilam is very long. So the Rebbe who tries to pull you away from Eilam Eilam The Eilam that's so warring and tempting. And the frummy, who's now going to attempt to pull the impossible. Elmaba is not for 90 years. It's, it's, it's much longer, but it's 90 years from now. For people can't think five minutes from now, you tell them 90 years, Elmaba. Elmaba, 90 years. And somehow I'm going to entice him that for a world of eternity, it's much longer, but it's in 90 years, 100 years, 110 years, a long time off, I'm going I'm to talk you out of Elmaba for Elmaba. 
And of course, you'd see that is complete bunk, 100% bunk. I don't view in the slightest, not, not a part of it's true. The last two years, Yankov hasn't heard this, the last two years I don't stop talking about this. It is the biggest mistake, it is unimaginable the damage this does. It's a complete myth. The myth of the sense, there's Olam Azen, enticing Olam Azen, the Frumina, we're Olam people, is an unbelievable, an epic mistake. There's not a stitch of it that's true, not a part that's true. Olam Hazeh was designed for the servant of Hashem. Hashem made a beautiful world. The world used right is meant for the servant of Hashem to have Yishavadas, to do all the things he needs in order to focus now, which is important. The person who runs after and lives with Olam Hazeh has a purpose. If I would give you the following scenario, what's your car? Yitzi, dream car. Quick, quick, dream car. No, no, let's go, dream car. Quick, 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 dream car. What? Lamborghini. A guy buys a Lamborghini, he buys a Lamborghini, and he calls the company, the Lamborghini company, says, your car doesn't work, it's ridiculous. It doesn't work. It's the nicest Lamborghini. It's the nicest, doesn't work. So what do you mean? I tried to fry eggs this morning, I went out this morning, I heated up my pot of eggs, I put, I put eggs in a pot, and I put it on top of your car, it doesn't heat it up. So, are you okay? Are you sick? No, no, I was really, I'm telling they say, buddy, a Lamborghini's not meant to heat to, to, to cook eggs. Get in the car and drive, and it's awesome. Check out how fast it gets from 1 to 60. It's awesome. It's not meant to fry eggs. You have no idea what Olam has is if you think it's meant as an ends. The guy who shakua, who sucked into Olam Hazes and ends, has no Olam Hazes. Who miscalculated? I'll just tell you, my father is a Yid who learns day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. No shas, like you and I know my names. My son lived by his house for two years. He says, my grandfather doesn't do anything but serve Hashem. Nothing. He learns day and night. Anytime not is, is collecting, he, he raises millions for stock over different people. Day and night. Hundred thousands. I don't know what he does. All day do mitzvahs. So he said, he, so, so, so my father is a person, a rangatan mitzvahs. I've never met a person who enjoys Zayulmazem more than my father. Kanainari 70, water skis, he regular skis, a great tennis player. He, he uses Zayulmazem right, his ikr is to serve Hashem. He'll run quickly, play his quick set of tennis, and get right back to his Gemara. Cool, just uses Zayulmazem, the world was created for my dad. He has the best Olam Hazeh I've ever seen in my life. Olam not Olam The myth, the sense that Hashem made a beautiful world, not for you, not for you, is complete malarkey. It's baloney. Olam was designed for the Eved Hashem. It's the first, you know, if you break something in the Torah, don't break the first word. You make a mistake, at least let it be laid in the book. You, if you think there's Olam and you're somehow like precluded from it, but you'll be a spiritual person, you don't know the first word of the Torah. Beratious! Says Rashi, Bisril Yisrael Shnikoratious. You see this beautiful world? I made it for the Jewish people. It's the first word of the Torah. The whole beautiful world was Beratious Bisril Yisrael, Bisril Torah. There's a gorgeous world. For that Masmid was the world created. That he can have the Yishavadas, the calmness, the serenity. He eats his food, he enjoys, beautiful, in order that he can learn Hashem's Torah and focus what's important. That's the of it. That's the first word of the Torah. The misconception, the, the, the general, even, let, let's, let, I'll give an example of Taiva. Where people, ki- kids are taught your age, at Taiva, do you like girls? Yitzi, I got you, Lamborghini. Do you like girls? Excellent. Chazdei Hashem. People are taught, wonderful, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. People are taught that there's like a dark side in themselves, this evil. We have like a Yetzirah, then we have like this evil. To like girls is wonderful. Hashem created, one day you're going to get married and be good to one and do the, and do the, biggest, the biggest mission in your life is to raise a family. Liking a girl is the greatest gift for your greatest mission. How cool is that? Hashem created us with our biggest mission on this planet is to build a family 
only with the girl. And Eureka, I like a girl. Ooh, maybe there's a connection. You ever thought of that? Like, Eureka, like it never occurred to me. I like girls, my biggest mission in life. And then we're taught stupidly. The Yitzhahara gives the Shiurim. He's the, de- the devil gives the Shiurim. Taiva, Pritzos! We're here in order to get families. That's our Iker mission, is to create a family, to raise generations. Beautiful kids of Oyave Hashem, Vloim De Taira. Eureka, I like a girl, and I'm supposed to marry one day. Wow, wow, wow. We're taught such nonsense. The fact that we have Taiva is, is wonderful. Now use it in the right way. The beautiful world was designed for us. It's designed for us. When you don't know this, guys don't. What's wrong? A guy looks at pizzas on his smartphone. What's wrong? So what? I, gives me pleasure. So I look at something disgusting. So what? What's so bad? What's so bad? Why is it so bad? You say I, everybody wants pleasure. What's wrong? The guy feels it gives him pleasure. What would be so bad if you would take a safe Torah, roll it on the floor, and we'd all eat lunch, we'd have a picnic outside, a on a safe Torah, because that's not what a safe Torah is for. What's bad is because it has a great use to learn it. What's bad is that what's bad a guy uses pretzels and taiva for something, nothingness, is it has a great use. If you think it's the dark side, so what's wrong? So... It's not because the dark side, it's the holiest side. It's meant for something precious. We could be creators like Hashem, one of the most, not one, the most powerful thing that we could possibly be, a creator like Hashem. You know the implication you have, you know, you, we say it, we're used to it. There are three partners in a person. His mother, his father, and God. We just say it like we're used to it. There are three people, they're partners. Me, God, and my wife are all partners. You're partners with Hashem. The most powerful thing man can do, he can create. He can create. And his mission is to do so. And to raise a family, a precious family. That's his mission. Rabbi said that the second part, what I'm about to say, is Oilum was given to the sincere servant of Hashem. No Rebbe here talks a guy like we talk a guy off Oilum Come, come to our team. Forget, we're handing Oilum We want to learn how to utilize Oilum right. How to drive the Lamborghini so it's fun and exhilarating. We're not moving or steering away from Oilum There's a gorgeous Oilum that was designed. I have a kasha. You know, this is, my, this is the greatest kasha I'm going to tell you all year. If you think this is shallow, I've thought about this kasha for 20 years. It's the best kasha I will tell you, but you're going to think it's funny. Or, I don't know, funny. Don't moan me lightly. But you, you're going to... You might think, okay, cute. It's the biggest kasha if you're sophisticated. Hashem writes in the Torah, the world's Torah, God, the creator of the world makes the world, and he says, ah, perfect, ah, Why is most of the world sad? What happened? Torah, excellent, Hashem looks at it, well done. Missed the boat? God said to the saw the world, said perfect. The world, don't get from me, not Great world. How many happy people do you know out there? Psychology is doing great. You want a good job, you make big money, people are running, sad people. What happened? <laughs> like, it's a big cash on the toilet. That's what you're seeing out there, a real solid world. A lady came to a lady came to a Rav in Eretz Yisrael, I'm forgetting his name now. The Rav, we played Akiva Balls and played the video of his shiurim. Rav Kellerman. A lady came to Rav Kellerman, she was expecting, she said, Rabbi, after I leave your office, I'm going right to get an abortion. She started saying off all the tsaris. She said, it's a crazy world, I don't want to bring a child into a sad world. And Hashem says, Toiv Moed, it's Gavaldig. The answer is, if you try to fry an egg in a Lamborghini, it won't be good. But it's a great car, I'm telling you, try to drive it. Oilamaze is great, but it's not meant to fry eggs. And if you fry eggs and then you complain, okay, but it wasn't meant for that. If you think Oilamaze is meant to pursue it as an ends, you miss the boat. 
You miss the boat, as you know phones, no phones, I don't let phones don't shit. Put it away, put it away, put it away, I don't let phones don't shit. If you think Oilamazeh as he is in ends, then you miss, then you miss the boat. Use Oilamazeh for relaxing, for Gishmak so you can focus on what's important. Whoa! Taiv my I've never seen a person, I'm not exaggerating, I've never seen a person have a better Oilamazeh than my father. Never. Never in my life. He utilizes it right. It's completely a backdrop that he uses to relax, to enjoy, to calm himself down in order to serve Hashem, exactly like it was supposed to be. What a beautiful world. Beautiful. Toiv ma'ay, delicious. The guy who uses Lamborghini, right? It's awesome. He's flying around. The guy who uses Lamborghini to fry eggs doesn't know what he's doing. It doesn't fry eggs. You say, I want my money back. You want your money back. You bought a Lamborghini to fry eggs. You're an idiot. Oilamazeh was designed as a great, great place to serve Hashem with relaxation, with joys, with good things that assist our service of Hashem. In the, we're going to learn Messiah Sasharim this year and we'll see that the person who uses the world to serve Hashem, who misala, he gets elevated, and the world's elevated with him. A person who uses Oil Mazet to fry eggs, who miscalcul, he is messed up, the Oil miscalcul, and the world's messed up with him, yes. That would be valid. That would be valid. I think our Iker complication, Mickey, is we, we, we misuse it. Used right, it's awesome. Now, nobody, don't ever think for a second, Kalish said everything's peaches and roses on this world. It's called the world of challenges. I never want to say a lie here. We're, we're sitting around the table learning truth. It's a world of challenges no matter what you do. Hashem made it that way. This is called, the Ramchal calls this world an Olam Anasayim. People have challenges, that's a fact. Whether you serve Hashem or not, you'll be challenged. The servant of Hashem who uses his challenges and fights through and succeeds, and then he uses Olam Azeh right as a good life. There are challenges, that's a fact, you see. And Hashem designed their challenges. The person who utilizes this world right, utilizes the pleasures of the world right, has a good Olam We are not in the business of taking Olam from Bacharim. That's, that's not what it is. The Bacharu follows the recipe of Torah, who lives a Torah life, is handed Olam Azeh Olam I am not proud, but in my family, we're, we're relatives of a guy who was one of the most powerful people in America. Who was, he, he was, when Richard Nixon, when he was a president, he was Secretary of State. Today's Secretary of State is not as powerful as the Vice President. Till recently, the Vice President was completely, was a position of just, it was like, it was, wasn't, it was almost not political. It was like, uh, it was just, no, it was, it was, it was, it was yeah, just in case. But it also was a very, like, it was like a social, almost like Queen of England. It, it wasn't the real political position. Today, it's much more powerful. It changed. But for years, when I was growing up, it was not a political position, vice president. It was much more like just, it, it, it was like, it was for pictures. It, it wasn't real. I, I'm, I'm not coming up with the right word. But it wasn't. Today it's more real. Today, Vice President. What, Yaakov, what's the word? Vice President. Symbolic, figurehead. It wasn't very, it wasn't real. The bottom line is, is, is when Nixon was president, who was the Secretary of State? Second most powerful person in America? Henry Kissinger. His name was Henry Kissinger, cousin Henry. Henry Kissinger was the second most powerful person in the country. Henry Kissinger's mother was a from lady who lived in Washington Heights. His mother is my grandmother's first cousin, yes. Now, th- trust me, there is no pride. I, I, I told you this only, not, not, there's nothing. You don't, you don't give a flip of that. If, if I say I'm related to LeBron James, you say, well, I'm related to Henry Kissinger, nobody here, like, Kalish, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you have to share, like, nobody's, everybody's going to want to talk to me. You're Henry Kissinger's cousin, yep. 
<laughs> Trust me, it's not, it's not like that. Henry Kissinger was disloyal. Henry Kissinger was disloyal to the Jewish people. I'll go with Henry Kissinger saying Thank you. He wants my car later. You can have it. <laughs> the kids are at the good the kids the kids are at the the is, is that um, Henry Kissinger said a line he was no pride to the Jewish people he abandoned the Jewish people but he had a line Henry Kissinger had a line that was intelligent he what smart he was and he said that the Western world just has he said he does still live the West he actually lives in Connecticut but the Western world just the Western world just has this world the Eastern world just tries to get the next world. He said the religious Jews have this world and the next world. That's what he said. He observed that they're not trying to say don't have this world. They're trying to utilize this world right. So I want to now talk, with these two introductions, I want to discuss four people are called dead. What is life? That Hashem says these four people are God talking, who's not given to exaggerations, where he just talks the truth and Hashem says, Moshe, go back to Mitzrayim, they are dead. But they're not dead. I just mean, no, he said they're dead. So God considers life. What I think the Pshad is, everybody say, you can debate, you're entitled to an opinion. 100%. I think life is to give. I think life is to give. God is a giver, creator, and God gives. That's the Pirish of Hashem, he's a giver. The first praise daily we say about Hashem, he's a gadol. What is the translation of a gadol? What is the translation of a gadol? Rashi says in Dvarim, Midas Tovcha, to give. A gadol's a giver, a katan is a taker. Kshani la'atzmi, when I just don't give money, what am I? You're a katan, you're small. Money, what am I? Giving is to be big. Rashi says, Hashem's a gadol. You know, vague praises are silly. God, you're big stuff. You're big. Big, what does that mean? God, you're great. Great at what? Great means to give. Great means to give. Hashem's midas tovcha, he gives. A person giving is when he's at his greatest, when he's doimet to Hashem. When he's similar to Hashem, it's a pasuk. Va'atem and you had vaykim b'Hashem who cleave to Hashem chayim kol chamayoyim. That's life. What does it mean to cleave to Hashem? In the physical world, closeness is by proximity. I'm close to Penny if I stand next to him. That's in the physical world. In the spiritual world, closeness is being like. What was our response to seeing Hashem? Zekeli, we pointed to Hashem. What's the next word? Vanveyu. What is Anveyu? Anivahu, to be like Hashem. Says Chazal, Mahurachum, Afatarachum. The response to seeing Hashem, to discovering Hashem, Martha is to imitate. Life is to be godly. He's a giver, you be a giver. That's life. If you're a taker, you don't give, you're not alive. What does it say? The smartest man who ever lived. If you hate gifts, you're a giver. What's the next word? You have life. To live is to give. To give is to live. To be a taker is death. If you're a guy who doesn't give, you don't have the capacity, the godly capacity of giving, you are not alive. Four people God considers dead because they lost the capacity to give. Somebody in Ani doesn't have the capacity to give. It's called that. Now you'll all wonder, can he still be alive? Ani could give. Of course, of course. It's bringing out the point that there's an aspect of not being able to give. The Ani can compensate. That's not the point. The point is that the aspect of not being able to supply and show and lead is called that. All these four people lost capacity to lead and to give. Somebody who loses money. Somebody who's a Mitzayru sent away from other Yidhi has to leave the Machna. Ain't like Bonim. Somebody. Somebody who's ain't like, it's a good question, valid question, valid question. Somebody who's ain't like who has no kids, the ultimate expression of giving. People fetch to raise children's hard, for sure. Hard and work. It's supposed to be hard. You become a giver. 
to the point, Yitzi, I can't fathom how you can have a giving person who doesn't have kids. I can't fathom. The only way, maybe somebody can be like a person who takes Vanamishinantam Levanecha. I can't fathom our person. When I see Bachrim, you're all amazing people. You will become more amazing when you give to children. You'll become better. You're amazing. But till you have, yes, till you have children, it's the ultimate expression of giving. A marriage gives, and then what more extreme is having a mishpacha, giving. We live in a society today that's sad because they don't know the secret. They're not having kids because they say, I want to live, and it's death. Mishain Leibanim is death. Amazingly, a guy is telling my wife, I don't want kids, I want to live. Mm-hmm. I want to live. And we have a Gemara Samach Dalet on Beis, Mishain Leibanim Chashv Kemes. You want to give? No. It's not her job to, to, to be Mekair of a guy. She's nice. No, we care. We're nice. No, we, we, can't, we, can't, if we, we can't teach them Torah. You're not allowed to teach Torah. You can't. We're kind from from whom I so the, the answer is that the way we teach Goyim is from our own behavior. I guarantee that lady saw me. We teach them from our own behavior. I guarantee that lady seeing a lady who has six children who's fired up and happy. I bet you she asked questions to herself. That's for sure that she has questions. That's the way, that's the way we impact Goyim. We impact Goyim by being role models of, of truth. Rabbi say, to live is to give and to give is to live. Give to the next person is life. To be godly, to be a person who's in a, who gives, who's a godl, who's godless. That is chayim, that is life. I'm sorry? So all of them, this is a very important point that he asked. All four can have life. They all can. When Chazal called them dead, it means there's an aspect of chiyus that was taken away. That's why there's a misa. Here, they're actually capable. You could have somebody who's an other who's the biggest giver. There are other ways to compensate. But Hashem's bringing out that the etzem loss of a capacity to give is called a misa. The loss of a capacity to give is called a misa. Certainly they can compensate and they can find a lot of chiyus. But that losing it, the ability to give is called death. Because life is to give. That's the life the way we know it is to be a giver. To supply, to give to others is chiyus. So I agree with Yitzi. I am sure we can analyze why these four, what these four things. You find financial, you find emotional support. What's a summa? I ha- I don't have the shot. I-, I would love somebody to come up with that. I'm sure it exists somewhere. I have to research that. I'm sure. I think he can't lead people. He doesn't see the lead. He can't see the world in order to assist. He can't see the needs of others. There's a capacity of giving that is lost. That is the word the Chash of Kemes. Rabbi said, this is not from, this is not to get out of my book. To give, we think you give staka. Ben, we think you give staka like you get out of my book. You'll get schar. You're actually living. You're actually alive. You get oil mazeh if you give. You're experiencing oil mazeh. It's best if you give. I laugh at when, when guys have relationships to a girl at young ages, and they have relationship. The relationship is kulei taking, and marriage is kulei giving, and that's why the marriage relationship is deep and profound and deeply satisfying. And the relationship that people have to girls at young ages is fleeting. It's a fleeting joy that's fleeting and the bigger picture is more annoying than anything. Because it's about taking and about giving. And giving to give is to live. It's chaos. The person's taking care of somebody in the deepest sense imaginable her life is dependent on you in the deepest sense you're a giver there's somebody that you're taking care of to have children to have banim whose entire life is dependent on you you have these little neshamas whose entire life what they'll be the biggest, the biggest reason you see kids struggling or succeeding, the difference is what the parents put in. Did they put in what they were supposed to put in? That is the chaos that you have people whose lives are dependent on you. That is chayim. That is being davuk b'ashem, ba'atem advekim b'ashem. Cleaving ta'ashem, being doimet ta'ashem, 
being similar to Hashem, Ahu Afata, imitating the Midas of Hashem, that is Chaim. I feel this 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 idea, Rabbi Sai, this idea. In a yeshiva who the whole goal of the yeshiva is kirvis Hashem, closeness to Hashem. Closeness in the spiritual world is by being like. In the physical world, closeness is stand near and you're close. But how do you cleave to Hashem? You act like Hashem. Mahu afato. Always the response to discovering Hashem is to imitate Hashem. Zekeli, we saw Hashem vanveyu, anivahu, I'm going to be like him. Mahu rachum afato rachum, be godly. So Rabbi Yisai, this is the Nakuda, this is Chayus. You see the person who's honestly a giver, who's doing for others, who's caring about others in a sincere, real way, and you see Chayus. You see somebody who's alive. See a person who's not giving, you see death. That's Sayyidi Matanis, one who hates gifts. He wants to be a giver, not a taker, Yechia, that's life. He will live. He has chiyos. He has life. The chiyos of supplying, of being a supplier, being somebody who gives. Correct. 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 It's amazing to see Chaim. Guys take what Chaim just said. Guys work in, in let's say, one of these Chaveyim or these types of camps. It's, it's a difficult job. Overwhelming. They always have a deeply satisfying, happy summer because you're in a position of giving. Two Bachram, one guy decides he's just chilling when someone's a counselor. Supply. The more he can give, real. Is doing, taking care of, assisting, really helping. That's when a person's at his best. He's born to give. We're all born with the capacity. We have what to contribute, what to give. That's chayus. That's chayus. And and person's not utilizing his giving. He's taking care, supplying, doing for others. That's mavas. That's death. That's Arbach Shum Kameis. Four people who've lost capacity to give are called dead. Now Yitzhi's right, there could have been many examples. Mickey asked mute. It's a very I need to research why these four like incorporate all aspects of giving. That's valid. That needs to be researched further. Yeah. What do you hold Yitzhala? Makes sense? You worked in such a camp, hey? without, don't get from on me. Without getting from me, from Kai bothers me. Without getting from on me, it's in an honest way, Hever, listen to this. In an honest way, you work in Chavir. First of all, do you work hard? How many hours a day physically are you working? Listen to this, listen to this. I asked him how many, he worked in Chaverim, special needs kids, how many hours a day did you work? 13 hours a day was working. He was taking care, he was taking care, physically taking care. I don't, I'm not, he, I, he doesn't have to give us all the gory details, but use your imagination how extreme when you're caring for a person who can care for himself, everything included. In an honest way, how did you feel about yourself? Would you do it again? You would do it again. A person, remarkably, when we're giving, we feel good. We're at our maximum when we're giving. I don't, I don't want to turn, I don't like fakeness. Oh, isn't it great? No, it's not, it's things. I don't like fake. I don't go to museums. I despise museums. This, you will never, if you held me at gunpoint, there may be three chamuras, Kalish has a fourth. I'll kill you at a museum, shoot. I don't do museums. Because I, the main thing, I hate museums. I don't ooh and ah for anybody. Ooh, I don't know. It's not cool. Isn't that pretty? Isn't that amazing? I don't know. It's a stupid thing behind the case. I don't like force. I don't like force. Somebody will show me scenery. Ah, oh, it's gorgeous. Oh. I'm, I'm just not, I don't like playing for anybody else. I, if I feel it's kishmat, like a museum's like the most fun. Wow, isn't that amazing? And you're like, yeah, so so neat. And like you ask your fake questions, like you care, and you're sitting there, get me out of here, save me. I don't like fake, authentic. Now, if somebody likes it, if you like museums, great. I don't, I don't take my kids to museums. I don't want them to live a fake life. Now, if we go, we've gone to, by gunpoint, maybe I was weak-willed and we went to some tank museum. See, so I'm not trying to be negative or positive. I'm not going to sit there. I don't fetch. Interesting. Okay. 
from other tag, this color tag. And that some people like it. You're, you're allowed to like it. I just don't like forcing things. So I'm not forcing here. He's saying practically, go back next summer. Is he suicidal? Work 13 hours a day. Just hear what he's saying. He said he'd do it again. You've got to be nuts. Why would you do it again? You're changing somebody's diaper. You're, you're 13 hours a day. We're at our best when we're giving. Ask a guy who had a summer of chill. He sat there. He didn't get a job. He was losing his mind. You'd ask anybody. What's better? We're at our best when we give. We're at our best when a guy works feels the most. We do well working. A human being does well working and specifically giving. It's scary that we say we like certain things and like other things. Do you know, a guy did a study, this, Mal this Malcolm Gladwell did a study. People say what they like one thing. It's a Gemara Lahab at the end of the Dharma. I don't want to go, I, I used up my Musuk slot. There's a Gemara at the end of the Dharma. I'll, I'll share with you a different day. It's frightening that we like things. We don't know what we like and why we like it. We don't know what we like and why we like with massive ramifications. All the time we think we like something, we think that was gishmak, we don't know what we like. A guy goes to a restaurant, he says, give me something new, I don't want the same old... And every time we order the old thing again. We always give me, if I ever like break it at a restaurant, I order new things. They did studies like this. They did with songs. There's something called the sticky song. A sticky song people listen to beginning to end of the song. They have to know sticky songs on radio stations right before the commercial. They want you to feel to the radio. They play what's called the sticky song. When you ask people what music they like, they say, give me something new, fresh sound. I don't want the same old. And you know what people like? The old songs they can sing along with. And that's what they end up listening to. If they, you hear something new, they say, Give me new! And then they listen to her. You think you like one thing you like. I'm, I'm telling you the Gemara Dharm, too bad on you. The Gemara at the end of the Dharm. Yes! Listen to this. Listen to this. This is remarkable. This is amazing. The Gemara at the end of the Dharm, the Gemara says the following story. Listen to a story. Listen to this story, but I want you have to focus. You have to concentrate. Too bad you're tired. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's good. It is. There was a Zaina. There was a bad guy who was having illicit relations with a married woman. He went into a lady's house. There's a married lady and the Zaina, this bad dude, is sitting in her house. The husband comes home. And the Nayef hides. This evil bad dude hides in the house. The husband comes home. Usher, I need you to listen. Ben, focus. You hear this? Azid, so the the there's a naive, a zaina. The man of the house comes home, the naive hides behind the curtain. And there was some there was in front of the guy, there was some vegetable in front of the guy, and a snake had eaten from the vegetable, it was poison. There was a poisonous food that was sitting out there. You think about a moral dilemma. The man is hiding under the table. The man, the man is hiding like in the closet. He sees through the crack in the closet. He sees the husband, the real husband, about to eat poison. Picture the moral dilemma. Do you let him die or do you come out? Uh, like a little apologetically. I want to save your life. <laughs> your life just ended. But anyway, do you um, say the guy is sitting in the closet and the master of the house is about to eat poison? The Nayef passes this moral test and he comes out of the closet and he says, don't eat that because the snake ate from it. Now the question is, the Gemara ponders, the man doesn't know is he mutter or usher to his wife. If a lady is mezana beratzain, willingly mezana, yitzi focus, if a lady is mezana, she's usher to her husband forever. Now the man doesn't know there's somebody, another man in his house. Does he assume they had relationships? He ushered to his wife forever. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Says. The, says, the, says many men would just drink the poison and go. But anyway, no, but the guy, the guy wants to know. He usher to his wife. Says the Amarava. Says the Gemara. In say Sharia, he is mutter to his wife. 
Why is he mutter to his wife? Because if she did in Avera, if he really was Mazana with his wife, he would have let the Balabayas die. What? He would have let him die. If he really was Mazana, he would have let the guy die. Obviously, he wasn't Mazana. That's the Gemara says. Frack the Gemara, it's obvious. No kidding. And for the Gemara, I would think that really he was Mazana. So why didn't he let the guy die? Because Mayim Genuvim Yim Taku. Because the Pasuk says stolen waters are better. We like that which is Asa from us. The reason he kept the man alive is he liked the girl only because she's forbidden. Mayim Genuvim Yim Taku. Vilechem Sisarim Yinaim. Stolen waters are sweeter. And hidden bread Yinaim is sweet. We love things that are forbidden. You only like it because you can't have it. That's what I might think. So he wanted, he wanted the husband alive because he wants her forbidden. Kamash Malan, not that way. Frecked all the Rishonim. How could you say Kamash Malan, not like a person? Kamash Malan, that if he kept the man alive, he obviously wasn't Mazanet. What do you mean? But Mayim Genuv Miyam Taku. Says Rev Dessler, shocking. People like what's stolen and they don't realize that's why they like it. You don't like her, you just like her because she's off limits. It's frightening because think of how many people get married and divorced. What happened? I liked her, I loved her, you never liked her. You only liked her. Says Rev Dessler, if you would know why you would like her, you'd stop liking her. The Itzahara fools us to what we like, to why we like. The Itzahara fools us. He fools our intellect. We don't know what we like and why we like. Two Bachram are deciding their summer. One guy could do a Yitzke to make a summer of giving. And another guy says, chill, I want to just relax and do nothing for anybody. He thinks he likes it. I promise time and again, when people are not giving, they're not happy. He wants to do his summer again. The chiller doesn't, says that was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I was disengaged. I have to set myself up at night. And next summer will be tempted again because he doesn't know what he likes. Man is happy when he's busy and specifically giving. And the more he's needed to give, the happier he is. That's why Yitzi would willfully go back to the same camp because he was giving. We are happy when we're giving. We have the best when we're a giver. In real ways. Not fake, not pretend. And in ways that are unique to us. So a way I can give that nobody else can give. That's when we're happiest. To live is to give. For people are dead because they lost the capacity to give. I'm pointing out that often we don't understand what it is we like so we don't, it has bad consequence. So here, the guy didn't realize that he only liked the girl. He only liked her because she's forbidden. Says you have death, so you don't know that. You don't know that's why you're liking her. You think you like her like her. If he would know that's why he likes her, he says he would stop liking her. You don't really like her. Just forbidden. You get in touch with what you're liking and why you're liking her. We're out of touch. I'm sorry? But what? Do a poll. I don't ask anybody to trust me. Do a poll of who had a good summer. You'll be shocked. It's mind-boggling. When Bachram here, you really liked it? The average guy, I say, go to, go be a counselor. He says, what do you mean? I don't want to t- run after kids all day. Ask a guy who's a counselor, are you real? You like that? You'll go back to that? Yeah, I'll go back. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Guy was, do you relate to Yitzi? Guys, practically, this man shot this afternoon was what was six hours in the sun running after campers. So you say you're just different. He's not different than any single guy here. All of us like to give. Some of us are in touch with it, some of us not. We're at our best when we're giving. You'll ask around, do a poll. See you at a good summer night. I don't get it. Yitzi summer was spent running after kids, taking care of them. The next guy was a chiller. I don't get it. And he had a miserable summer. The guy knows. Every year I watch the fools who say, I'm just chilling this summer. They're always miserable going out of their minds because they're not giving. Because they're not giving. And a human being functions at his best when he's working and specifically giving, supplying, taking care. That's what a human being's at his best. It's remarkable, yet, no?
But guys are fooled always. I always beg the guys to go in positions like that, be a counselor in a camp, give to kids, real. In a way that you can, in your personality, you have the best summer. There's a deep satisfaction. People fall for the quick, momentary second of, but it's nothing. You didn't have it. There's nothing satisfying, nothing fulfilling, nothing. It's just nothingness. Yes, my point is, 100 million, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. If he would get her, if he would get her, he'd divorce her in a second. Yeah. What? Because she's off limits. Just yates are cool yet. There's no react, no intellect. It's just mind you up. We like what we can't have. 100%. At the point it became, at the point, he, if, if he killed the husband, he would stop liking her. He just doesn't know, that's why he likes her. He's fooled, he starts, you love her, she's so good. Why doesn't everyone get divorced? What? Why doesn't everyone get divorced once, once you're married and you're... Many, most marriages in the world, except the B'nai Aliyah, how many marriages in the for most Americans get divorced? Statistically, how many people is most have, and, and most don't get married? Most don't get married. The ones that get married get divorced because precisely because they like better the other one. Whenever they have, they like the other. Only the sincere, sophisticated person who learns to appreciate what he has has good marriage. Guys, there are three marriages in the world that a Waterbury guy is having the following. There's most of the world who's not getting along. That's most. Then you have the 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 small part of a great the great martyr woe unto me but he's such a tzaddikal that he puts up with her azat tzaddikal he doesn't fight he's a tzaddik that's gar- that's garnish that's like shvach then you have the, 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 the cream of the crop who appreciate their wife who they're lucky. That takes years of work. You have, to be a, you have to be a giving, sincere, developed, sophisticated person. Your wife, I am lucky. I am lucky. It's not totally on the girl you marry. It's totally on who you are. The girl you marry is the girl's Ashkocha. Your goal on you has nothing to do with who she is. Is that you feel lucky, not when you're a chassan. When you're a chassan, you'll be starry at Oh, she's amazing, Rebbe. Talk to me in two years. Two years later. Oh, so the guy said, don't be a tzaddik. If you're a tzaddik, you don't, you don't ever admit to anybody you learned yet. Don't be a tzaddik. Oh, you're the martyr. Be, a be, be real. The real developed person feels lucky that he has her. With her chesreinus, with her challenges, and they'll be. Because your beings are, have challenges. But the developed, sophisticated person is lucky. He's lucky he has her. He's lucky and he cares for her and takes care of her. And he's lucky he has her. Be that guy. You better be. You better be. That, that means you learned in this issue. That's that guy we should be to be. That's a small, you're like 2%, 3%, 4 maybe, maybe. Be that 4% who's lucky. Who knows he's lucky, who hazards he's lucky, who feels lucky. Be the 4% ever. Yes, sir. If she wasn't married, there wouldn't be a chance. She's saying that she has a high school, she has a high school.